Hey everybody, welcome back to Hear From There. Today I get a chance to talk with Reverend Amy Mayo Moyle about her formative experiences as a young person. Uh, side note, Pastor Amy and I go way back as family friends. And so um, as she was experiencing some of these formative uh, trips and, and things, I was watching as a younger person and thinking, oh man, that looks really fun and really cool. So it's great to kind of check back in and um, uh, particularly her trip to the um, Soviet Union as uh, later later in her high school time. And because it was one of those things that I just thought, boy, that looks fun. Um, so here is our interview, uh, exploring the formative experiences of Reverend Amy Mayo Moyle. Enjoy. And uh, welcome, Amy. Thanks for doing here from there. Oh, thanks. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. You want to tell everybody where you're serving now? Sure. I am the lead pastor at Orchard United Methodist Church in Farmington Hills. And uh, this is a podcast all about how some of our current church leaders, uh, where, where they came from, what were the experiences in their young adult and uh, kind of early time in their life that have that launched you to where you are now, um, when you were you were coming up, kind of late high school and um, college, what what were those what were those moments that really gave you a sense of how you might uh, serve in this role as an elder in the church today? Uh, yeah, well, sure. I um, well, I grew up at Newburgh United Methodist Church in Livonia, and um, there the youth group there was really impactful for me. We went on mission trips in the summer to Appalachia Service Project. Um, and, and that, um, you know, the, the serving and the, you know, understanding of cultural difference, uh, was very meaningful, uh, for me, um, as was the opportunities that we had to, uh, work at CAS community, uh, well, at that point it was just the church, um, to serve meals and things, um. And I was involved in, I went to camp. Um, I was involved with the conference youth at that point and went to camp every year. And I also went to choir camp every year. Um, and those experiences of um, Christian community really uh, left an impact on me uh, to want to create that in other ways. Um, you know, one thing that happened for me through my involvement in conference youth was that I learned about um, a trip that was happening, um, being sponsored by the North Central jurisdiction of the church, and um, they were put they put together a trip to what was then the Soviet Union um, for high school kids. It was initially supposed to be two kids from every conference, but um, not every conference participated, so it was opened up, and um, so I missed kind of the contest piece that our conference did, um, but then when it was opened up, was able to apply to be a part of it, and, um, and I got to go in 1990 to the Soviet Union um, for a two-week trip. We flew into Finland and then um, traveled by train to, to Russia, Soviet Russia, um, we went to Moscow, um, to Leningrad, which we now know as St. Peter Petersburg, and then we went to Tallinn, Estonia, which was part of the Soviet Union at that point. Um, and that was a really powerful experience for me, too. Um, 
just uh, recognize, you know, this was this was at a point in history where, um, you know, Russia was still, you know, religion was still illegal. It was not um, Christianity was illegal, and so to go there um, with a Christian group and see how it was beginning to um, kind of come alive or come to the surface and uh, see the underground church was really impactful to me. Um, and that's, um, that mission of peace is still going. I know there's folks still, um, actually, the, that, that's a, a Northeast jurisdiction, I guess, but they were kind of opening up their trip very similar kind of thing to yeah, you know, people think, today. I, ours was, I think, inspired by that, our trip. I think there were only two times that the North Central went, but um, it was inspired by that, I believe. And it was, um, it was just really powerful. You know, one of the things they asked us to do was uh, Bibles written in Russia with us. And so I had a couple different Bibles in Russia. And one night we went to this church it was all very, um, you know, secretive in this church. It looked like we were going to an office building, um, but instead it was a it was a church, and there were actually lots of people there, and there were people there visiting from other countries as well. And um, we attended a worship service at one point. Um, we sang "How Great Thou Art" in four different languages. Um, I believe it was there was a Korean group and a Swedish group there also, um, and then. We, we witnessed probably 30 people be baptized um, by immersion there. And um, there was a woman, a babushka, right? She was an older, older woman. Um, she had on a scarf over her head. Um, and uh, she was sitting behind me. And at one point, we kind of made eye contact. <clears throat> and I sat there, and, um, and I was thinking about it, and I prayed about it. And I felt like this is who I'm supposed to send my, give, give my Bible to. And so after the service, I sat down with her and we talked and I, in, in you know, like in my English and in her attempts at, at English, broken English, um, I gave her one of my Bibles and she looked at me with tears in her eyes and she said, this is for my family. And, um, and we just kind of sat there and cried and, and that reality that a family had never had access to scripture before. Um, and, you know, I'm sure she had grandchildren, maybe even great grandchildren. And uh, that just really, I mean, it really just impact, impacted me about the power of the gospel um, and, you know, how blessed I was to have had, you know, at that point I probably had four or five different Bibles and, you know, that were my own, not to mention whatever other ones were in my house but the power that we have to, to communicate the gospel and to share the gospel. That was a really powerful experience for me. Um, and, you know, as a young person, having seen the lengths to which some other communities have to go to um, just to do church, um, mm -hmm. wow, what, what an amazing thing to keep in mind as you come back to, you know, suburban yeah. America or I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it really was. And it was, you know, here is this whole you know, secretive church experience when as we traveled into the country, um, you know, the the police officers came through every cabin on the train. And, um, you know, we were smuggling in Bibles and could have been gotten in serious trouble. <laughs> um, 
we still did it. And so, you know, just that idea that um, something so easy for us and so that we just take for granted, you know, and, and here these people went to all kinds of lengths just to, to be able to worship collectively and, and keep this faith this whole time that um, they weren't allowed to worship it was just, you know, for a 15 year old was really pretty powerful. Hey everybody, this is Carl with a word about Anchor.fm. Anchor is one of the easiest ways to make a podcast, and I know this from experience. My friend Mike Desatel said, hey, you should try it out. I jumped on the app, and all of a sudden we had a new show. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or your computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast, so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere where people are looking for podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, a lot of other podcatchers. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership also by doing ads just like these to get more people to use a great tool. I think, it's, uh, I think it works for everyone all around. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Thanks. Did you find that experience creeping kind of immediately into the leadership that you were doing as a young person? So, you know, conference youth stuff or once you got to um, college, where was that playing kind of in that? For me, um, kind of that experience of Christian community that I had, I, I uh, found myself in college um, <clears throat> looking to have that same feeling where um, I felt like I was accepted for who I was. And so finding groups in college um, where I had that was important. <clears throat> I'll be honest, I was not as involved in the church um, when I was in college. I had felt my call to ministry in high school. I knew I was going to be a pastor. Um, I didn't feel like the church where I went to school um, really related much to the, the college community. and. <clears throat> so I kind of took that as the one chance I had to sleep in and just found other ways to um, connect, you know, through service learning projects. And um, uh, I was in a sorority that, you know, I, I really found um, that kind of experience of community there. And then, um, <clears throat> you know, of course, in seminary, I think that my experiences that the conference provided me is part of why I still seek to serve the conference. Um, it certainly formed me, helped me to find my voice, um, helped me to be confident and, and recognize my gifts. And that's still, you know, I still take with that in my ministry. Um, the community that the, the larger church has provided continues to be um, a, an amazing support to me as we share, as I share with my colleagues, um, you know, about, and, and we kind of challenge each other and strive to be best the best that we can in ministry absolutely um so you're hearing me now through covid mask because yeah. uh, my, my one-year-old is getting a little too loud <laughs> 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 and it's just our little plug to you know encourage everybody to be wearing their masks um <laughs> yeah um, so as you uh 
as you think about what you experienced and learned and brought with you from those times as, as a young adult and on into going to Garrett Seminary and, and all of that, um, what would you share with a young person today who's maybe feeling out all those different ways God may be calling them into, you know, um, using their gifts and talents for mission in the world, considering going to going into some kind of ordained ministry, um, you know, engaging with their faith communities, leading them to uh, better, better discipleship, more radical discipleship. What, what are the kinds of things that you draw from your experience that you'd want people at least to hear about or know or consider? I guess I think listen to the voices. You know, I, I believe that God places people in our lives um, to help us to recognize the various calls that we have. Um, you know, I, I, I like the call of Samuel when Samuel, <clears throat> um, you know, God was calling Samuel and Samuel didn't realize it, but Eli helped him to realize it. I think that God places people in our lives to help us um, navigate the way. And so when sometimes when those opportunities are presented to us, it can be scary, like, you know, sending a 15 year old to the Soviet Union could be really scary. Um, but my mom says she knew that I needed to go. And, um, and I know that I needed to go. And so sometimes it's just saying yes to something that's different, that's out of our comfort zones, but um, that, that seems to be, you know, there seems to be something leading us there and, and it's God through other people quite often. And so I think, you know, trying to say yes to all of the different opportunities, especially as a young person that are presented um, to you is, is just part of how we answer the call and we get those experiences that shape us into disciples. Um, so I think it's being willing to take risks and push ourselves is, is really important and listening to those nudges, you know, of the Holy Spirit. That's, is that what you're looking for? I'm or? also hearing um, <laughs> the, you know, the encouragement to make sure that if, as we, as we try to create, you know, communities of young adults within and, and around the church, that we want to be sure that those are uh, full of other non-young adults, that are those well, kind of the yes-sayers, right? The ones that say, yeah. it's not my job to just keep you safe. Sometimes it's my job to say yes to a big, crazy idea because it might be really important for you and you might be really important for the church and the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and find opportunities to make, make things possible for young adults to do that, to change the world, to, to do dangerous things that um, aren't really all that dangerous, but they're different. So, yeah. it's, you know, um, yeah, I do. I think that we, you know, that's part of my job now is, as, you know, in my mid-40s is to, to help now be a midwife to other people who are midwives to me. Well, Amy, thanks so much. Um, we also want to make sure that if there are certain things that you're doing now that people would uh, love to hear about, that ways that young adults participate in the life at Orchard or other way, other things that you might want to mention, um, give you a chance to kind of give some shout outs. Uh, what, what do you want people to know about and where can they find you? Um, sure, well, you can find us, uh, our Sunday morning worship is at 10 o'clock every uh, Sunday on uh, YouTube at Orchard UMC. Uh, our channel on YouTube. 
We also have an in-person outside worship service at nine o'clock. Um, beginning on July 27th, we're starting an uh, anti-racist book club. Um, the first book that we're reading is How to Be an Anti-Racist um, by uh, Ibram X. Kendi. And so we're reading that and discussing it. Uh, we have both Zoom and in-person outside socially distanced uh, gatherings for that. Um, and you can email me if you have interest in being part of that. Um, that's mostly what we have going on right now and in addition to mission collections and um, kind of some small group things. If you're interested in any of that, just feel free to give me a, a call um, or email me, A-M-A-Y-O-M-O-Y-L-E at orchardumc.org. Thanks so much, Amy. We'll put some of those links in the show notes and we really appreciate you sharing your story today. Thank you. Oh, thanks. My pleasure, Carl. Thank you. Motor City Wesley is your campus ministry at Wayne State University and around Metro Detroit, where we help young adults pursue creativity, community, and conspiracy for God's goodness in the world. Find more at MotorCityWesley.org and become a patron at patreon.com slash MotorCityWesley.